0: welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of pastor immanuel Irin, lead pastor of celebration church international it is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith ready set grow glory be to god uh today we are speaking on ideologies somebody say ideologies one of my most interesting memories from my childhood was going to the market to negotiate things with my mom. My mom is the reason why I shop online. Because when I think about, you know, I mean, did you used to go to Balogo with your mother, Lagos market? They would just be pushing you. I mean? And then what used to stress me out was the amount of time she used to price stuff. Like, how much is this thing? 10K. My mother without conscience. Two so five. And she will like, say, Oh, look at her I'm like, I came to the market with you, but I have to side this guy. And then she, after after being there for like 30 minutes, maybe they are now at like 3-5. Say, "Ladju, let's go. I say two, yeah. I say, don't worry, they will call us back. <laughs> let's go. And sometimes, true, true, they say, oh, yeah, come and take. (laughs) Some other times, we would have walked around the market, and mom would say, I can't believe they didn't call us back. (laughs) And then we would now go back there. And mom would say, oh, yeah, just give me. How many of you had such memories? Okay, sorry, that's all of us. Okay, who didn't have it? All right, beautiful. And as I look through scriptures, every time I read the story of Abraham, negotiating with god i remember my childhood i want us to do a little bible study this morning genesis chapter 18 from verse 20 glory be to god you came to the church to study the word of god right so that means you will read your bible all right genesis 18 we're gonna take 20 21 22 23 so you guys here will join them here are you ready all right let's go 20 want to go I don't know you people to my right. Want to go? Let's go again. Those to my right alone. Okay, 21, those of you here. Hmm. All right, so 22, those of you right in front of me to my left. All right, those of you to my extreme left, let's go. Is this where first time I'm at? Is it? That's where my mom sees. Please, once you go, let's go again. Okay, and so Abraham is like, you want to destroy this city? but well, will you destroy the righteous with the wicked? And so he says, God, if there are 50 righteous people, will you destroy and God's like, for 50, I'm not going to destroy. Abraham thinks. He said, if they are 45, will you destroy? God said, ah, for 45, I won't destroy. And Abraham is prizing and prizing. And like a Nigerian mother, he gets to 10. It's in your Bible. And he gets to 10. He's like, God, I know so you don't try. But if there were 10 righteous people, will you destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? And the Lord answered, on account of the 10, I will not destroy it. And this is such a good bargain, right? Even your mom, see, can't buy something for 10 naira that was supposed to be what? 50, 50 naira. But it's such a good bargain. But have you ever been in a situation where you price something finished, you now realize you don't even have the money? One day I was coming to church. My youngest, I'm saying she wanted to buy mango, 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 mango. So one time in traffic, on my way to church midweek, I saw mangoes, and I was like, how much? And you woman talked, and I said my own. Because even in traffic, you still have to price. Just natural. Well, they'll check your passport. And she agreed 500, and she was running to get it, and I was happy, I'm going to buy mango for my baby. And I brought out 500, <laughs> but it was old. <laughs> old 500, naira notes. So the lady looked at me and said, "No." And so sometimes, even after all the negotiation, you don't have the money to pay. You won't believe close to my church, I was not able to buy that mango. I was like, "How much is it?" You don't know with You don't. You don't. You know. You know, I know Instagram. They're <laughs> like, "Man, I know this And that was it. So now, the angels go to Sodom and Gomorrah looking for ten righteous men. But they cannot find. It's weird because the reason why Lot left Abraham in the first place was because there was not enough space for Lot's men and Abraham's men. Can you remember? They were arguing. Who is the person that used to And did not press it back. Who is the person that used the toilet and did not flush? There was no toilet there. Maybe who is the person that did this and did not use grass to cover it? And so they were arguing among themselves. Too much cattle. Too many men. And so Lot separates from Abraham. And he goes to Sodom and Gomorrah with his many men. So why doesn't he have ten? What happened to those people that went with him? Praise the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Genesis 19 from verse 14, So the men were definitely out of it, but Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged in marriage to his daughters. And he said, Get up and get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. Please, can you read their response once to go? Hmm. I don't know where you people are reading. When the Bible says in verse 14 that he said he told his sons-in-law get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy his the city. End of verse 14. But his sons-in-law thought he was what? He was like, oh, they play. What's going on with Lot? What's going on with the people in his environment? If he didn't get to the point where he could influence the men who followed him to Sodom, what's going on with his family? These are the men pledged to marry his daughters, and he's giving them word of care. And they're like, ah, they play. <laughs> what is going on? And so we had hopes that there will be at least 10, but now we don't even have six. So we are looking at maybe four righteous men. Lot, his wife, and you know what happened to the wife. And his two daughters. At daybreak, the angels hurried Lot along, saying, Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. So now there are four of them. And Lot hesitated. He did what? (sighs) Ah, this guy. And the men grabbed his hands and the hands of his wives and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city because the Lord's... Because of the Lord's compassion on them. And it almost seems like if this was a movie, the credits will roll here. Lot and his family are saved. Wow, glory. But please, let's read verse 17. Are you here with me? All right. Let's read verse 17. We want to go. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One moment. Did Lot know before the angels came that Sodom was going to be destroyed? Before the angels came? He didn't know. Who told him? He was on his own. The angels came and said, see, this place is about to be destroyed. Run. And he says, run for your lives. Run to the mountains. Please, look at what Lot said. Verse 18, Wants to go. Let's go again. Want to go. Mm-hmm, 19. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? And what? <laughs> what does Twenty say? hmm Please help me what's going on with this guy? You had no idea that you were about to be destroyed. Then the people that knew came and saved you and said, run to this place. It's going to be safe. And he said, no, Lord. Can't you see? I think he said, can't you see for me? He said, can't you see this place is small? I'm going to be safe there. So even though Lot was still a righteous man, there was a fear and a small-mindedness about him. That made it difficult for him to work with God. And so now there are four of them running into a little city. And his wife looks back. And after she turned to salt, how many people were left? And then there were how many? And so while they are in Zohar, Zohar is a small city, but Lot is like sea. Even though this city is small, I'm still afraid. Let's stay in a cave. Do you hear me? Let's stay in a cave in Zohar. This man had followed Abraham from his father's house and was on his way to the promised land. And now he's living in a little city, in a little cave. His daughters have a brilliant idea. This one as if they swore for them. No, I know you are thinking it. Village people. <laughs> they have a brilliant idea. What's going to happen to our lineage? You know, we did not marry. We wanted to marry, but they turned to salt. What's going to happen? And one of them says, do you know what? I have this idea. Wow. Let's sleep with our father. You want know, me to say, it's my body's doing me some And let's get pregnant. And so the first night, they drugged the guy. This is what I'm telling you, true life stories in the Bible. <laughs> and one of them slept with him the first night and came back and said, I've done my part. Now it's your turn. And the man didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know Beto had left it. So the second daughter went and slept with him and got pregnant as well. And Lot is the one that gave birth to Moabites. You know, Moabites that they always destroy in the New Testament is Lot. What happened to that family? Lot may have left Sodom, but Sodom never left him. The ideologies, the things he saw and heard. I want to show you something. That's actually where I'm going to. 2 Peter 2, from verse 7. he's talking about how God rescued Lot, a righteous man distressed by the depraved conduct of the lawless. I love this so much. Because he remained righteous, but the depraved conduct of those around him affected him so much. He said, For that righteous man, living among them day after day, was tormented in his righteous soul, By the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Somebody say he saw and he heard. Say he saw and he heard. So my question to you today is what are you seeing and what are you hearing? I know you are seeing the word of God on a daily basis when you come to church twice a week. But the Bible says that even though Lot was righteous, his righteous soul was vexed. By the things he saw and heard, and so it affected his mindset, it affected his daughters, it affected his children, it affected his wife. Your environment matters more than you think. It matters more than you think. And if you doubt it, ask the man something. Samson was given a higher level of consecration than the average person. All Jews were not supposed to marry Philistines. Then Samson's own, don't eat this, don't cut your hair. And Samson sees a Philistine woman. And he tells his parents, get her for me. His mom is like, you can't marry this type. And Samson said, nobody you go tell me. I get with coconut head. And that is my plenty, dada. There is what? Coconut head. Environment. The prophecies over his life did not change. What the angel had told Manoah before Samson was born, it didn't change. But by simply liking the wrong kind of lady and keeping the wrong kind of friends. He truncated his destiny. Second Corinthians chapter 10 from verse four. This is a prayer point we use often, or this is a verse of scripture we use often when dealing with demons. It says, "For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God." To the pulling down of strongholds. Glory be to God. Say, out, out, out. The weapons of our warfare are not cannot, they are mighty to God. Do you put on the strongholds? And it's true, we cast out demons easily. You guys know. It takes a touch to cast out a demon, a touch, a declaration. But let me tell you something. As a pastor, I've seen that you can cast out a demon easily. But there are some mindsets that people grew up with. That it would take years for them to overcome. If you've counseled people for you know what I'm talking about. So, let's talk about strongholds. Second Corinthians 10, from verse 5. That's the verse after 4, obviously. I would like us to read that together. I want to go. Second Corinthians 10, 5. Let's read that one to go. Mm-hmm. beautiful so now you were talking about what strongholds in verse 4 and then in verse 5 is explaining what those strongholds are are you here and then what are some key words here somebody write down arguments every high thing in my version of scripture says presumption somebody write down presumption somebody write down ideas against the knowledge of God and write down thoughts. Arguments, presumptions, ideas against the knowledge of God and thoughts. So we see from scripture that strongholds refers more to ideologies than to demons. I've seen people who are saved and tongue speaking, but continue to struggle because of the environments they grew up in. You know, every time I meet somebody that has issues being faithful in a relationship, a guy, for example, I'm not saying it's, not, it's only guys that are unfaithful, but a guy, the first thing I ask, and the answer is almost always yes, is where you abused as a child. Are you here? And you know guys never admit they were abused. like, no. Then I say, when was your first sexual encounter? And they say 10. You guys are quiet. 8. 12. So while the word of God is quick and powerful... We must be proactive enough to create an environment for the word of God to thrive in our lives and in the lives of generations coming. Do you understand that? There's a prayer point we always pray for new babies here. Do you guys know it? That there will be no trauma in your childhood that you would have to what? Recover from. Praise the name of Jesus. How do we create systems that make it easier for the Word of God to thrive? And this is important when building solid roots and solid fruits. Because when you see the parable of the sower, there was nothing wrong with the seed, but the environment. The sun will choke the Word, or birds of the air will come and eat it. So, how do we create an environment where the Word of God can thrive? I'm gonna deal with this at the micro level and at the macro level. I never had a chance to use such big words in my career. So I decided to bring it here. At the micro level and at the macro level. So I start from micro. Micro means, what does micro mean? Someone's like, my whole finance bank, you're the only ones working now. <laughs> Has your bank been giving you your money? Oh, they are keeping it for you. <laughs> oh, God. So at the micro level, I've talked about this a lot. I'm not going to dwell on it so much. But I said never underestimate the power of your environment. Stop walking in the counsel of the ungodly and thinking it doesn't matter. So have it at the back of your mind that your environment affects you. I'm not going to join that too much because that's where I started my introduction from. The second one, choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. How many of you have tried fasting, but you're the only one in your house fasting? What time did you break? I really want to hear what time. (laughs) 11:30. But 11:30 is when you normally eat breakfast now. (laughs) If you're the only one in your house fasting, it's so hard, right? (sighs) But if everybody in your house is fasting, you don't realize that you have the capacity to fast until 6 p.m. Because when you want to eat, there are people around you watching. But if 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 you're the only one fasting in your house, that's when the food they didn't cook since, they'll cook it that day. Since you've not been fasting, you've been praying, God, let someone make Chinese rice, Chinese fried rice. Nobody answered you. Then the day you wake up, I'm fasting today. (laughs) <laughs> That's when the devil just whispers to someone, Chinese fried rice. <laughs> so the truth is that consecration thrives in community. I'm going to say that again. Consecration thrives in community. So many of us need to pick our friends wisely. I feel like the reason why the Hebrew boys could decide, could decide not to eat the king's meal was because there were Many. Imagine it was only one person. Say, so take some chicken and some bacon. Do you, do you want suya? <laughs> you know, I saw a meme yesterday. They told a guy, we are going to give you this job, what 73 million? As long as we leave this food in your front for 15 seconds and you don't eat it. And guys, I was there. So they bought bread and he was like, ah, bread are my destiny for what? He didn't eat it. Then they brought jollof. They brought jollof fries, the best in the world, Nigerian jollof. With plenty of meat. And the guy said, what is my destiny? <laughs> so it's easier to thrive <laughs> in consecration when you are in community. That's where I was going to. Praise the name of Jesus. First Corinthians fifteen, from verse thirty-three says, "Be not deceived; evil communication corrupts good manners." And you guys know it's true. Those of you that you just see your friends, it's insults. You guys used to welcome each other, or oh, deh. That means fool. Say foolish guy. This guy don't get sense. Your destiny you don't spoil. They are laughing. Say this, my friend. He can never be serious in this life. And you call him your friend. You can see your future. Praise the name of Jesus. So it's important that you choose your friends wisely. Psalm 1 from verse 1 says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Who are you taking advice from? Hi. Relationship advice from the Of all the wisdom in the world. Of all the wisdom in your local church and in the word of God. Of all the spiritual people you have around you. You leave them. And you go to blogs to ask relationship questions. Who who did this to you? (laughs) Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. And sometimes it's very easy to walk in the castle of the wicked, because the wicked sometimes have results, don't they? they have results. They have results. You are doing branding. Somebody else is doing branding. Your own branding, fifty thousand a month. Their own branding, fifty million a month. And you started at the same time. So instead of asking what in the money laundering is going on, <laughs> am I talking should I should I bring her there? <laughs> instead of asking what in the money say please, I would like you to connect me, give me some insights. <laughs> you are using English to cover up sin. Run, run, run. Tell your neighbor, say run. Nor set foot in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of mockers. People like to mock. Are you aware? They like to mock. Do you know that there is no post on social media, and I know this from research? There is no post on social media that does also have haters. Clean video of a man loving his wife. Oh, this one also cheats. What is wrong with you? And then you go there and you like the comments. You are walking in the seat of mockers. There are some people who always see something bad with something good. And never see anything good in good things. You correct something that is bad. You say, oh, let's see that without sin, cars the first stone. And without sin... I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm not casting any stone. I'm just rightly dividing the word of truth. So people are very defensive against truth. And it's because they have something to hide. They walk in darkness. So light is not interesting to them. It's scary to them. Don't walk in the seat of mockers. I want to dwell more on the micro level. On the macro level. So I'll just give these final points on the micro level. Decide for your family. Joshua is speaking in Joshua 24 from verse 15. He says, If it's unpleasing in your sight to serve the Lord your God. <laughs> I like the way Joshua communicates, like a Nigerian guy. In chapter 24 of Joshua, of, in Joshua 24, in this entire message, he tells them, He it says, It's hard to serve God, or we'll just say no. He's using reverse psychology on them. And they say, no, 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 we'll serve. And he tells them, he says, if it is unpleasing in your sight to serve the Lord, then choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods, of your, the gods your father served beyond the Euphrates and the gods of the Amorites. That's like you know they are fake. They have strange names. In whose land you are living. And Joshua said, as for me and my house, it's a decision you must make in this day and age, times are changing fast. Are you aware? Times are changing fast. Things that we are on head of yesterday are the norm today. I remember, even in Nigeria, Let's not even go far. Years ago, do you know that if somebody became a baby mama for somebody popular, the person would be ashamed? But now, it's one of the career... Ambitions, it has synonyms, slay queen, small girl be God. Which God? It cannot be my God. You must decide as for me and my house. This is a time where you need to make a personal decision that you will not be moved. Come what may. You know, some people say, oh, don't teach your children religion. When they grow up, they will choose for themselves. I don't know. How do you say foolishness in English? Foolishness. Okay, now, don't brush your children's teeth. When they grow up, they will decide, do I identify as a brusher? Oh, non Russia. Don't give them an education. After all, learning is a right. And choosing not to learn is also a right. Don't give them an education. When they grow up, they will decide. Another thing why should your children speak English just because you speak English? Teach them no language. No language. They should just be speaking gibberish. When they grow up, they're not decide. Ah. you can see how weird it is. Decide for you and your house. Decide for you and your house. Paul is speaking to Timothy. He talks about the work that he has done over Timothy as a spiritual father. And he talks about the faith that was in his his mother and his grandmother, Lois and Eunice. It was a heritage of faith given to this young man. What are you giving your children? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They can do what they like. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's a decision you need to make. But I want to dwell on the macro level today with the rest of my time. I'd like you guys to read for me Matthew thirteen from verse forty-four. Are you learning something this morning? Say I'm growing in the word. In the word. You don't sound like you're sure. See, I'm, I'm growing in the word. Matthew thirteen, forty-four, please read once to go. All right, let's take it from the top, one to go. There are so many parts of this scripture to focus on. But I want you to look at the last sentence. What does it say? He bought what? The last phrase rather. He bought what? What did he find? What did he buy? Why? Because the person who has the field controls the treasure. I want that to think. This is a wise investment. It's possible that you're on your way to say, "I'm finally going to harvest the, the treasure," and then the owner of the field say, "Oh, all that is in this land belongs to me." I know some of us don't really have ambition; you just want to serve God for you and your house. But God wants you to buy the field because when Joshua is convincing them as for me and my house will serve the Lord, it's a message saying the same way me and my family are serving the Lord, I want you and your family to do the same. Because if it's just me, like Lord and my two daughters, we may not survive. Not your neighbor, say, think bigger. Think bigger. You know, I was thinking a while back and I realized that most of the founding pastors... Who are some of my closest friends? Anyway, across CCI Global, all almost all of us, less one, went to the same school, the same Christian school. Where prayer was cool. Where the guys that were being tripped for were the spiritual guys. You know, one time, I remember, I'll never forget sitting in the girls' um, hostel, and we were like, ah, top. <laughs> people like gossip. <laughs> Sometimes we like, see ah. like, top three fine guys in the whole of the university. And they mentioned one of our pastors. They did not mention my husband as, well as number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't laugh. No, worry. not Because <laughs> single girls are like, should we laugh. You you can <laughs> but- we were in an environment where praying was cool. Praying where people were. Do you know what I'm saying? Was cool. and it did something to us. It helped us grow. It made us bolder because somebody said, "I'm going to start a university where students go to church twice a week. If you don't like it, go to court." I have the field. I'm going to start a university where there are prayers before every class. If you don't like it, what? Go to court. I've got the field. I'm going to build an environment where in the hospitals, it's the normal thing for doctors to pray. And if you don't like it, what? Go to court. We need to start thinking that way. Because no system remains neutral for long. I'm going to say it again: no system remains neutral for long. I was, I think, a teenager when the U.S. started taking Bibles out of schools. It seems weird. In my lifetime, I've seen that country change. They like take Bibles out of schools because children should not be forced. It should be neutral. So no Bible, no prayer in public schools. But guess what? There are satanic clubs now. Do not expect a system to remain if you don't intentionally build it. I want to show you something about the man Joseph. You guys know the story of Joseph, right? And how at the end of the day he brought... His family members, all seventy of them, to live in Egypt where he was prime minister. This is years later. Exodus one, verse eight. I want you to, us to read it together. So I'm going to give you about three seconds to finish writing so we can read that together. Exodus one eight. Are you ready? All right. Exodus one eight. to go. My version says, then a new king who did not know Joseph came to power. Why didn't he know Joseph? Why was Joseph of no importance to him? I have questions. When Joseph was prime minister of Israel and Jews came into Israel, which other Jews were brought into government? Hi. Hi. Which other Jews were brought into office? Who was responsible for maintaining the relationship? Can you hear me? Who was responsible for maintaining the relationship between the house of Israel that had delivered this entire nation and the house of Egypt? And these are things that people of the world know. There are some political relationships that have been on for fact for generation after generation. But some of us were so we are so quick to cancel. Should I preach to you this morning? What happened? What happened in Egypt? What happened to the educational system? Egypt was one of the most advanced countries. At the time, why didn't anybody say, anybody that is learning in the real family must learn about Joseph? Systems. We need to build macro systems for the word of God to thrive. Because the Bible says that the the Israelites increased in their numbers It's true that there is power in numbers, but it's only when those numbers are strategically directed. A king, Gary, also knew nothing about Joseph. And under systems, the first thing I said, I'm going to emphasize again, is never assume that a system would remain without intentionally building it. To put it simply, build systems. What did I say? Build systems. How can we make it easier for the word of God to thrive in movies? Are you aware that money controls many things? I'll give you an example. Let's say I want people to start making movies about... ABCDXYZ. No, this is a global service. I may not go to the news and say, you must do it, you must do it. But if I have money, this is what I would do. I will go to people who are giving awards for movies generally. And I would say, I want to sponsor some awards. But If I'm going to sponsor these awards, they must have a category for what? A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. And it's a new category, for example. What's gonna happen is, people will say, ah, I've been making movies since, and I've not won anything. But if I make movies about A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, I'm going to win something, right? Then they'll make the movies. And then more money is being pumped in. So sometimes when we talk about agenda, it's not necessarily that everybody in the system has the same agenda. But the core owners of the agenda have used their finances, can you hear me? To make it an agenda for other people. Do you get that? So even if A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z is not so important to me, the money coming from A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z is important. And yes, I'm going to prioritize it. I'm NGOs. Which NGOs are getting grants now? Go and research. Systems. Not generally say systems. Educational systems. Media systems, political systems. Build them. Build them. The reason why, as a country, I believe we keep making the same mistakes over and over again. Is because history is not really a major part of our educational curriculum. Are you aware? And I remember being younger and people were saying they should teach history, they're am like all oh, these boring old people, why? But when you don't know history, should I go there? You will keep choosing leaders that have shown you who they are before. You choose them because, ah. Systems. Seek to build systems. The second thing I said, What I want to emphasize here, I've mentioned before, is that no environment remains neutral for long. Neutral votes don't count. We just came from an election, did we not? How many neutral votes did you see? The people that didn't vote for anybody, their voices are being heard. That's their mandate. Neutral votes don't count. And many of us are used to sitting on the fence. We're used to sitting on the fence. They are making laws in your office. And you're not involved. So the day they say we can have meetings on Sunday morning, it's already in the bylaw. And maybe when you were writing that bylaw, you were praying. Are you here? you writing this. I'm not, I can't attend. I can't attend. This, all these politics people are doing, I don't care. But now it's affecting you, and it's too so late for you to speak up. Neutral votes do not count. Go back home and look at the different mountains of influence and ask yourself how can I make an impact now? What can I do differently? To build an environment where the word of God can thrive. You know, someone said something. They said, I don't know why any Christian couple that just gets married. Should I say it? Any Christian couple that just gets married. The next thing on YouTube. Giving relationship advice. Shabi, you know, won't you allow your marriage to settle very well first? Meanwhile, there are people who believe in rubbish. They don't have a relationship that is working. They may not even have a life that is working. And they are giving advice. And people are following them. I was watching. You know how some people are very inspiring. You don't realize when they are saying nonsense. It's the way they will do their eyes. And there are some terms they will use. They ask one man. Anyway, me, I, I like to follow people easily because like, I can't support this with my followers. It's not possible. No, no, my motivational speaker, I was following. I thought there was wisdom. Say, do you believe in... Uh, what's that thing when you married to polygamy? Say, you know, when I was younger, I would never have believed, but now I've gotten to know myself. This is one of the things... I've gotten to know myself to the point where I know who I am. And so if one person can give you what you need because I'm comfortable in myself, I don't mind, just don't lie to me. See, let me tell you, leave the YouTube people alone. Leave them alone. I don't, You say, are you not tired? You're always against something, never for something. Anything that any believer is doing, you like to see something wrong with it. What are you building on your own? And you always know people that have not built. They are the first to condemn, the first to criticize. Nothing is ever good enough for them. Don't be like that. Sambalas and Tobias were there The walls of their city were coming down. They didn't do anything. The moment Nehemiah went to be, they had things to say. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No environment remains neutral for long. I had said that before. If there is no Joseph in power, it's only a matter of time before a wicked Pharaoh comes. So we need to stop being reactive and start being proactive. If we don't see the changes we want to see in our nation in this year, what's our plan for the next 30, 40 years for the gospel to be revealed? Have you asked yourself that question? What's our plan? Next, think big. God needs you ambitious. My personal opinion that Lot would have been more successful if, if, he began influencing Sodom from the moment he stepped foot there, fresh from Abraham's grace, started influencing. It would have been different. But then sometimes you stay so long in an environment, and the more quiet you become, I don't know if this happens to you before. Have you ever gone to a place? And the moment you mention I'm a believer, those of you that go to NYSC camp and behaved, The moment, if you get to NYC camp on the first day and you go straight to NCCF, it's unlikely that you will get into trouble. NCCF is the campus fellowship on NYSC camp. But if you go there I are trying to form neutral, snake in the monkey shadow, mommy or church, say, ah. They don't even like what they are even saying in that church. They are not doctrinally sound. They don't, they are too legalistic. So you go to mommy. If you identify very quickly with fellow believers, you are more likely to stand. If you get into an office and just declare what you stand for, you know, I worked in the media for a bit, and that's why you have the weirdest kind of Guys. So one day, one just told me, I don't, I don't want to see outside what to told me. I was doing a YSE. 21, I'll be 22. I said, don't ever speak to me like that again. He said, no, I'm just appreciating you. I said, in your life. said, but if it's the bosses, I said, they know, they can't talk to me like that. By the time I finished giving him, he went to show me a picture of his wife. I said, if you respect your wife, you won't have talked to me like that in the first place. And that was the first week I came. All the people that asked me out, that was their last time. And I was there for five years. But some of you, the disguise is too much. People will be using weird words with you, be smiling. <laughs> A girl will come to your house and sleep on your bed. Instead of you to want her, I don't even want to know how she even got there. You are trying to be nice. Nice, nice. <laughs> they refry you like in public. So, someone wants you to build boundaries from the scratch. There's a Nigerian adage, it's from clap that things get into what? Dancing. So some of you need to stop it at the clapping stage. I've gone there. So I've forgotten what I wanted to say. Glory be to God. But think big. Think big. What can you strategically do with the numbers you have for the cause of the gospel? Strategically. Strategically. Maybe you're a content creator. And there's a particular kind of content that sells... But well, now we are realizing that as long as something is good, is good. And then you sneak a little bit of gospel here, here and there. When you go about your daily life, apart from your nine-to-five job, you have another assignment. How do I build a system that causes the word of God to thrive? I want you to ask yourself that every day. The final thing I've also mentioned, but I'll say it again, buy the field. Buy the field. Ownership. Own schools. Media. Own. As one of I said, I don't really have enough to buy yet. I don't really have enough to own. But the Bible says concerning the Proverbs 31 woman, that she considers a field... And some of you, you may not be in the ownership stage yet, but consider. That industry that is in your heart day and night, consider. Consider. You know, Pastor is one person that is such a great example when it comes to considering. It was like 13 years ago, he said, What can we do to take Lagos in two years? The people he was asking, we are five. 18, 19 year olds, what do I know about taking a city? The will call me, what do we need to get a radio license, a TV license? What's what? And some of you need to start doing bigger now so that when the opportunities come, when Kairos comes, you've prepared for it in Kronos. When the opportune time comes, you've prepared for it in your daily life consider a you, consider you field. Dreaming is free. Are you aware? It's free. Dream big for God. Dream big for God. I no longer want to be in a situation where we preach to you on Sundays and on Wednesdays and the rest of the week the music that is preaching to you is different from what we have taught you. The word of God has been there since. The beginning of time, you can't recite it. But the song that came out last week, you know it's word for word. How do we create an environment where the word of God can thrive? Think big. And the next thing I'm going to say is take action. You've been writing in your notes for long You've been praying about it for long. Now, take action. Take action. And now, with the internet, there's such an easy level of entry, so to speak. Do you know that children don't really watch cartoons again? Do you know? Not really, do you know what they watch? Kid YouTubers. My daughter asked me, Mommy, what is 10,000 subscribers? And they're getting their lifestyle from there. My daughter's birthday is this week. She said, Mommy, for my birthday, I want to do three looks. She's 27. seven. my birthday, I want to do three looks. Have you ever seen a child that will carry a phone and say, Hi, guys, welcome to my channel. Have you not seen this? Hi, guys. I my child, that's my mom, that's my dad. Don't forget to subscribe. Okay, bye. There are already people influencing them now. My daughter came to me and said, Mommy, what does it mean? I want, I was watching a TV program and they said children should live wild. And I said, wild, well, like what animal or what? She said, "No, living wild implies here, yeah, here yeah, mindsets." She said, "Living wild, it doesn't mean that you are living like a wild animal. It means you don't allow anybody or anything control what you want to do." And is a mixture of good lessons with dangerous lessons. So I told my daughter, "I said, so are you saying when they say live out, they mean if there's somebody that comes to your class?" And the person is jumping on your chair. And your teacher tells you, tells the person to calm down. As the teacher done wrong. I took my kids to a cinema to see, I can't remember the name of the film, but it was about a girl that used to turn me into a panda. Yes, a red panda. What's the name? Turning red. How many of you have seen it? First of all, There were some terms used in that cartoon. And I started started praying. I said, God, I hope my children are not smart enough to get this. Then I will explain to them: this is not right, this is not right, this is right. They said the lady used to turn to a panda, and there was a way for her to stop turning into the panda. But the lesson at the end was: everybody has ugly parts of themselves that they are ashamed of. Everybody has a monster. Abi? Everybody has a monster in them. And the important thing is it's all part of who you are. It's cute. Say, so just accept the ugly part of yourself. And in a way, it's a good pragmatic message. But why, despite all the inclusion, why are we not seeing more children on wheelchairs? More blind children. If we really wanted to include children, let's have more of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? But now is the ugly, monsteric parts of yourselves are natural. So if somebody is naturally a thief, or naturally a bully, or an adult is naturally a pedophile, embrace it. And then there's also this. You know the Bible says as one of these This is not part of my message. Should I continue? It says in the last days, that children will be disobedient to parents. So that's that is something that is being. So later the mother was apologizing to her, sorry for always telling you what to do. She's eleven. Who will tell her what to do? There is a rebellion in this age that is being branded as freedom. But even simple driving rules would teach you that freedom without control is slavery. Stop sitting on the sidelines. Stop sitting on the sidelines. There are places in the world now where you can be arrested. Or adv- advising someone about their agenda, arrested and isn't isn't is, in the, is, in the, is in their constitution? Arrested and jailed. What are we doing? Stop saying politics is dirty. Stop saying constitution is boring. Stop saying social media is not for you. Stop saying you're not a creative person. Stop saying you don't know how to talk to children. Stop saying you don't know how to write. Everybody gets to work. Not anybody say gets to work. We need to build, build systems that make it possible for the word of God to thrive. To thrive, not just in our own lives and the lives of our family, but in the lives of generations to come. Do you understand that? Please rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. We are going to ask God for the nations. Are you here? I'm going to ask him. Granted, we want the word of God to thrive in our own lives, but how can we create a system where the ideas of God stand firm above the ideologies of men? Father, open my eyes to see the role I have to play in taking the nations for you. One prayer point, pray it. Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see the role that I need to play in ensuring that there is a fruitful ground for your word. As at five years ago, On the index of nations that were being persecuted for the gospel, Nigeria was number 16. Now we're number three. I want to tell you what Mordecai told Esther. Don't assume that you are safe. And this is not a prayer of fear, it's a prayer of responsibility. It's a prayer of responsibility. You need to be the one to go and speak with the king concerning Nehman. For the sake of your people. And generations to come. Father, open my eyes. Are there ways I can make the word of God to have free course and be glorified in my time I don't want to sleep on that opportunity I don't want to sleep on that opportunity how can I take the nations for you working with my brothers and my sisters what areas is the enemies like Silently taking advantage of that I'm missing. I don't want to be distracted. Open my eyes to see, open my eyes to see. I want to create systems that cause your word to thrive in the lives of those around me. That cause your word to thrive in my nation that causes your world to thrive in my generation open my eyes to witty inventions open my eyes to strategic partnerships open my eyes to opportunities and ideas you've prayed more for your finances before now pray for the destiny of god's people Why should help arise from somewhere else when you are here? Father, open my eyes to see. For the sake of my immediate family and my family in the body of Christ. Those born and yet unborn. Let there be a better atmosphere for your world to thrive. When I leave this earth, let me leave a better atmosphere for your world to thrive than I met. Rata na mateke susoti na matele teke te, iya mata mateke shuno kuti lebe, irende mme tele pashata. Because the future of our faith, the future of our faith. Is largely dependent on your personal consecration today. Yes, Lord, and for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But we will not be the only ones. My children will serve the Lord, but they will not be the only ones. Open my eyes, Jesus. Why should the quick and active, powerful Word of God be silenced in my day? What do you need me to do? Where do you need me to go? What actions do you need me to to take? Where do you need me to speak up? Where do you need me to build I'm ready? I've been able to comprehend with all the sense what is the length and the breadth. That's another love of God that passes all knowledge. Father, help me to make it possible for others. I want to be ambitious for your cause. I want to be ambitious for your cause. I want to tear down strongholds and ideologies and establish yours. I want to buy fields and plaster the name of Jesus all over them. I want to build systems for your cause. I want to partner with others who are doing the same. Dad, open my eyes. Not just to see the challenges, but to see your way of escape in these last days. Because of me, let the remnants be many. Because of me, let the remnants be many. It's the desire of my heart, Lord, that my generation will know you. How can I make it possible? How can I make it possible? Open my eyes. Open my eyes, Jesus. Jesus is one of the most important prayers you will pray. If Jesus says the harvest is plenty, let nothing stop us from reaching this harvest of plenty. Ask and now give the nations to you. Oh Lord, that's the cry of distant shores, distant shores, and the islands will see your light. As it rises on them. you say, I now give donations to nations. Do you. there are different burdens but the burdens for the nations to know you is the most important it's the biggest it's bigger than what we want for ourselves or what we want for our jobs or what we want for our families we want to build with you Fields with you. We want to plaster your name on every heart. We want to take systems for the cause of your gospel. We are your Joshua's. We don't want these territories for ourselves. We want them for you. asking that they take the world and give us Jesus. We have Jesus. We will take the world for him. Let our passion for you translate into much fruit. Across continents, across mountains, across languages and tongues, open our eyes to see To consider and buy now the fields that will cause your ideas to prosper. The fields that will cause your word to prosper. We don't just want to be vexed in our righteous soul about what is going on in Sodom and run away. Sodom can be saved. We will establish righteousness. We will establish righteousness. We put our hands to the plow, so that if you are looking for a thousand righteous men, you will find. Because we will declare to them the good news of our Lord Jesus. For our generation and our nation and nations and generations yet unborn. We will live the cause of the gospel better than we met it. In this nation and in this city, we will live the cause of the gospel better than we met it. We will build systems and structures that will stand for you and for your cause a thousand years from now. Jesus, you are worth it. We will not be complacent. We will not be complacent. We will not be lazy. We will not be clueless what you want us to do now for the sake of your word and your ideas and your name we will not be clueless our eyes are open innocent as doves but wise as serpents we know what to do and we thank you because this fire to take nations for you strategically will not just burn in us as a church it will burn in every believer and we will see with our eyes that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And Jesus, without controversy, you will reign forever and ever. And you will continue to reign. On every leap, you will reign. On every heart, you will reign. Hey, Jesus, you reign. Lift up your voice and say, Jesus, reign.